yeah, so this heavy presence came over me and I had called my friends and we just knew um, that it was because I identified with uh, the um, astrology sign. Uh, I was advised to break the sign, like the pendant my, my friend had given me and I did. And um, yeah, that was kind of what, what opened my eyes to see, oh, maybe something's off if, if I'm being attacked mm -hmm. like in this way. Um, and and so yeah that that was part one of 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 it okay two questions first question is where do you think that if you didn't know god at all do you think you would have caught on to what that feeling was i don't know i mean i feel like if anyone were in my shoes they would know something is wrong because it wasn't like something beautiful was hanging on me it was mm -hmm. like something hit my shoulder, like, something was thrown on over me, like, yeah, like a yoke or something, you know, like, like, you know, what they yoke would... Yoke of bondage. Like, so, you know, I don't know if, if this is, like, biblical talk, but in the olden days, they would yoke oxen together to pull weight, like, in, in, in farming, and, and so it was like a, it looked like an arch you'd put over um, an animal, and it would, yeah, that's what it felt like, like, something was thrown over me, like a horse, you know, like, a horseshoe shaped thing yeah and that didn't feel good it felt head like it felt weighted and and so i think people would know it wasn't okay touche i mean even those who maybe don't know god if you guys have ever been in like an evil building or place you feel heaviness i don't go to those places willingly like a haunted <laughs> yeah. yeah but like you're like well something evil is here and you would know or you get like those goosebumps or maybe you just get like a headache we start shivering or like it could be anything yeah no that's that that's true i don't know you ever seen those movies where someone's about to get this is so dark but like you put like a bag like a, a like a like a potato bag over someone's head and they can't see yeah that's why i thought <laughs> ah. that's the visual that's representation like you can't see the light like you just focus on that bad negative feeling that's all you see and feel my second question though when you broke that necklace and had your friends pray over you, do you feel that it left you? No, so that's the thing. I didn't feel peace. No. I, I remember we were praying for like two hours. Wow. And I felt really bad because the other woman who was praying, my friend's friend, uh -huh. was in California. And I hardly knew this girl, but she was really good friends with my friend and, and, and was a strong person of faith. And so was my friend. That's why I called her. And yeah, they just advised me to fast. Um, mm -hmm. They advised me to to spend time in the Word and, and, and to keep praying about it. But it was scary. I didn't know... I didn't really know what to do, to be honest. I feel like that's one of the things, too. It's like, people think, oh, well, you know, God overcomes all evil. But then again, you allow that into your life, so it's going to be hard to get rid of, like... Demons are not easy to get rid of. <laughs> they are not. Like, you ever see those movies that involve possession, demons, or any dark forces? Hello? <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's a good thing that you also pray with other people. But, like, how long do you think it took for that to leave you? Like, fully leave you? So that was a journey. Um, I started fasting. Um, which, fasting to me was something very confusing because I mentioned earlier in the podcast I had an eating disorder mm -hmm. um you know struggled with to be honest bulimia and I often restricted um food and so 
fasting to me just felt like discipline and I felt like I had to discipline myself to be close to God. Yeah. And so I went through a period, and this, this, this is actually good, it leads into the rest of the story. I fasted for nine days and I was so confused about my faith. Um, I hardly ate anything. Mm-hmm. And I was working. I was moving around. Oh boy. <laughs> I lived in New York. You have to walk everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And so somehow, like, I, I was just so, I, I was just so confused. And I, I think in my experience, like, Satan has used, like, those kind of things, like, restriction and eating and eating disorders to weaken a person and 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 this is what the word says that satan comes to steal kill and destroy and i do believe more than once that i was i was you know trying to be put to death through through starvation yeah or or whatever else i did in my you know eating mentality this mm-hmm. disordered mentality yeah so um you know i had mentioned like the part where i was doubting the blood of jesus mm-hmm and so I felt led, I felt like I had to tell my pastor and his wife what was happening because they were dear friends of mine. They would let me into their their home and they felt like the closest thing to family I had in New York, besides my friend who I mentioned earlier that I called and prayed with. Um, so I, at, it was at church that weekend, I was like, hey guys, I, can I come over to your house and talk to you? I have something I really need to talk to you about mm-hmm. and I need to talk to you about today. And they were so generous and, and, and the Lord had provided that they weren't busy after church. So I went and went home with them and, and shared. I've been hiding this, but I, I don't know if I believe Jesus is 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 is, is, is who you say he is. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been afraid to tell you because that's your whole lives. Your whole lives are centered around spreading the gospel and I and and I just I've been afraid that you judge me for it and they listened um and they asked me you know how I had come to believe that and um and so I shared the part about me having this heavy spirit I shared a part about like my doubts and what I was indulging in in different teachings and they already knew like they had known me for two years at this point, and they knew how I had gone to Thailand for a month, and I was going to Buddhist temples at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I was speaking on Facebook sometimes about my doubts, but I wasn't. I was including God in my. So anyway, yeah. my pastor had, at points in my journey, brought up like the fact that I was vegan and and that it opens a door to like other belief. And I, I was angry at him in my heart. Like I was like don't judge me, you don't know me, but yeah. I could see he was honestly concerned for me, but I was just so sensitive, and I just felt like he wouldn't understand, so I hid it from him, and I, mm-hmm. I, I would not talk to him about it, and, and and his wife, who had been counseling me through relationship issues for two years, I, I had hid it from her, mm-hmm. and so I assumed they probably felt very hurt, and but this, but I was so scared that if I shared my doubts with them, they would, they would, they would just probably take me out of leadership because I was leading the hospitality ministry at the mm-hmm. time, which was a small church. It wasn't big, but I felt like I would be kicked out of the church, you know? Yeah. And that's, that was so scary to me because that was my sense of community. Um, I mean, I had a work community and 
had friends outside of church, but that was, that's what gave me life was going to church and, and, and giving myself to that community. And, and so, yeah, but they advised me, they said, you have to make a choice whether you're going to keep reading the books and listening to podcasts that you're listening to, or you're going to believe the Bible. Mm -hmm. And if I were you, they said, you know, I would get rid of these books that you're reading go through all of your possessions and, 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 and just get rid of anything you don't know is, is of God. And, and I just, I just trusted they loved me because Mm -hmm. they had loved me and, and, and just simple ways of accepting me into their home. Like for hours I, I was at their house, just like hanging out, like with, you know, I just felt their affection for me. And I said, if these people love me, I have to, I have to make a change because they're experienced, they're older, they run a church, like, I have to trust them, like, I have, I have to just try it, and so I, I went home and I got rid of everything I could think of was against what, what I believe God would agree with, and, yeah. um, yeah, it started my journey of, like, yeah, like, I need to, I need to come, I need to, to come to the truth, and, and, and so, yeah. My next question, because I was thinking this last minute, how did you discern their affection and love versus the affection and love of those who also chase those same pursuits? Does that make sense? Like the real affection versus, you know, the affection of the community that you were in. You mean like their affection versus like the affection of my friends that were doubting Christians? Yeah, or like kind of playing into that like whole astrology like you know new age beliefs so i think this is a good question the reason i i could go go off their word and 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 try you know and and trust that what they were saying was true because i had walked with them for two years Mm -hmm. um like i mentioned the pastor's wife um she she was like counseling me with um like friendships romantic stuff like she was just a counselor to me for two years about very personal things I did not share with other people yeah and so we had a bond where like I felt safe with her like Mm -hmm. she she was not a gossip like she kept our our conversations private and I felt like if you're willing to spend your time because she was a very busy they're both very busy people yeah if you're willing to spend your time on somebody who can't give you anything really except, you know, like help with your church, like you're willing, you're you're willing to spend time counseling this this person you hardly know at first, you know. Um, and then I grew to know her, but like the fact that they spent so much time wanting to help my faith made me feel so loved and seen, and and and, and the way they talked the way she they both talked to me about like who I was as a person they were always encouraging me about who I was they always they always called out like the good things in me like mm-hmm. my pastor would my pastor was so nice he would always always tell me what you know try to give me leadership books and, and encourage the leader in me and yeah he would always tell me how I'm gonna be like all the things like that I want like he would just encourage the good things like I like I just, I felt so honestly loved by him because mm-hmm. I hadn't experienced that a lot with, with friends or family that would 
constantly reassured the goodness in me. And, and I knew, like, this person must know God if they're constantly encouraging me. Like, that is a beautiful thing. Like, who has the, like, you know, when I'm in pain, I don't want to encourage people. And I was just thinking, yeah. I was just thinking about this last week. Like, I, sometimes I want to encourage my siblings, but I'm, I'm mad at them. Mm-hmm. So I withhold my encouragement and, like, yeah. good, good compliments or love toward them. So the fact that this person always has love to give me says that they have a a healthy relationship with themselves and with yeah. God. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. It does. Yeah. Aw. I love that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we love safety things. It's true, though. Like, yeah. The best, the people who are, well, one, you know, love you the most, always want to encourage you and help you. I don't want to say, like, you need to improve, but, like, they just want to encourage what you, the strengths you already have and help grow them. That's so beautiful. I love that. Okay. It's really sweet. And, you know, I wish more people had that, too, because that's really awesome that you had that in your time, especially when you needed it the most. God is good. (laughs) He always provides. (laughs) Whether it's, like, a thing that you could use or people, but it's good that you have community. You always need a good community, especially people who love Jesus genuinely and want to glorify him and not themselves, Yeah, which is awesome. That's so cool. Okay, sorry. I love love stories like that. Um, And then also, after that, how did that moment, or not moment, because it could be multiple moments, from, like, where you were then, like, you're doing a lot better, you were able to be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, L- let me expose this stuff to you, and then, like, you expose more of yourself to God, so, like, where did that lead to? Yeah, so, after I had admitted my doubts to my pastor and his wife, um, they were praying for me, and I knew my friends that I had called were praying for me, and I just let people in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I was on this journey of like, okay, I have to seek God. So I started to read the word all the time. I was reading the Bible. Like I'd spend all my free time when I wasn't working, reading scripture and praying and journaling and trying to understand like, okay, what is it that I believe and why am I confused? And I remember one day, um, I remember I was reading Acts and I felt like I should read Acts 9, but then my the pastor's wife texted me. She's like, Michelle, I feel really strongly that you should read Acts 9. I was like, that's crazy. I was thinking about that earlier. And so yeah. I opened to Acts 9. I remember I was sitting on the floor and I had my phone and I was texting her and I was reading Acts 9. I read it a few times. Um, and it was, if if you remember, it's anyone listening or don't know, St. Paul, um, Acts is about this, the beginning of the start of the church you know at post jesus jesus has ascended into heaven and the disciples are starting the church and um paul is this man who is jewish who is opposed to the idea of the christians he it, it's called the way in the bible like he's opposed to the way and so he is going around murdering christians and at this point he's on the road to damascus a city and he is going to there to 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 put christians in jail to to kill them like he's going to condemn them mm-hmm. and he's with a couple people and on the road to damascus um he's suddenly blinded like cannot see and a voice says to him saul saul his his name is saul at this point why are you persecuting me mm-hmm. and then he, saul paul responds um who are you lord and, and, and Jesus responds to him and says, it is I, Jesus, you, whom you are persecuting. Mm-hmm. And then 
um, Jesus, it says that, you know, the, the people around him, what did they, they saw the light, but they could not hear the voice. So they knew something was happening and he was blind and he had to be led by his friends, the people with him to Damascus. And he was blind for three days. And then it says, um, a man, a, a believing, Jesus believing man named Ananias, um, was told in a vision to go to, to, um, Saul and, and pray over him. And Ananias is like, but this dude's killing everyone. <laughs> like he's going around. Do you know who this is? God. And God, yeah. of course, God is like, yes, but he's an instrument I will use to, to preach to the Gentiles, mm -hmm. basically to the, to the non-Jews. And so Ananias goes, and this is the part that spoke to me. Um, Ananias prays and puts his hand on, on Saul and says, brother, receive your sight. And, 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 and so it says that when he did that, when Ananias put his hands on Paul, Saul, his, um, something like scales fr fell from his eyes. And mm -hmm. when I read that scripture, I felt like something had fell from my eyes, like in, in the spirit. Like, yeah. like I said, like before, like that presence, like something shifted. And, and, and all of a sudden, I remember I was on my hands and knees and I just felt like all of a sudden, like something became clear. And it's like I could see that I was in sin, that I mm -hmm. was, that my doubts were sin. And that, Ooh. yeah, and that, <laughs> that, that Jesus was the truth. Like all of a sudden I knew in my heart, like Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the savior of the world. I do need his blood to bring me into right relationship with God. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're right. Renata and Bo, that's my pastor and his wife. Love you guys if you ever hear this. <laughs> um, um, they, uh, yeah, and I already mentioned the church's name, so it's not hard to, anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was like, whoa, they're right. This is the truth. They, you know, what I've been listening to for the past two years in their church, what I've been reading is true. What I've been reading the Bible every day, because I was reading the Bible every day for two years, mm -hmm. like, um, is true. And it was really by grace that I am, I was given that revelation. It was like, yeah. I was blind and then I could see. Oh, it's like that veil was lifted. Yes. Yeah. I, I just love that scripture now because it's so, as the word visceral, it's so real. Like, yeah. it's just like the word of God changes lives, like literally has changed my life. Um, so it was like in a moment I knew that what like that I was reading false teachers, but mm -hmm. the process of undoing all that knowledge, like unlearning, I guess you can say, was yeah. not immediate. I although I immediately knew Jesus was Lord, I didn't immediately know all the other things I was believing were lies. Like that has definitely been a process, and still today, yeah, two years later, what is it? Three years later, three years later, because that was two thousand eighteen. It was. December 2018, it's 20, 2021, almost December now. Jeez. So it's three years of, like, trying to unlearn all that stuff. But, yeah, the heavy weight, I think, was lifted when I could see, when I read that scripture. And I remember texting Renata back, his wife, Bo's wife, and saying, like, you're right, oh, my gosh. And I explained what had happened. Like, I know, I, I know the truth. <sighs> so... The truth will set you free. For real. <laughs> so the next question is, what do you hope for this message of your life and your testimony 
to help with those who engage in these practices? So I would hope that people would find freedom like me. That's for one, because it was a very hard thing to walk through that confusion. I, I remember saying multiple times in that within that two year span towards the end, it feels like I'm walking walking two different lives. Like mm-hmm. I do the life where I'm reading the Bible and spending time with believers and 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 praying and, and and doing churchy things, you know, Christian things. But then there's a part of me that is wanting to go to a Buddhist temple and pray and seek um, meditation. That's something that I did, like um, trying to to connect to the spirit world in a way that wasn't through God, but through my own what I you know what I believe to be my own devices. And I would like people to know, like it's okay to doubt but your doubt if you're not careful can lead to to heaviness and danger where you're putting yourself in a place where you're 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 compromising your spirit Mm -hmm. and um your heart your heart you're hurting your heart and you're hurting your relationship with god and and god is so loving and he was so gracious to, to let me walk through that and let me doubt but I would hope that my story would help someone who's even starting that journey to walk away because I hope I would hope that you're not gonna get into a boatload of trouble like me but I would not hope darkness upon anybody like you know I would hope that that I'm able to encourage you to, to continue to seek God because now that I know the Lord in this way that my eyes have been opened it's not just that I know the truth it's the fact that I have this it's grown the past three years like intimate relationship with a heavenly father that God isn't just I think this is what I need to explain is that God is not who I thought he was as a kid God is my closest friend like like when I pray I know I'm being heard you know it says the prayer of a righteous person availeth much that that our prayer have has parrots not power it's not just us praying into the atmosphere it's us having a conversation with god and every time i pray i know even now like god is loving me through this this conversation and 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 the, the amount i love it the love i feel from god now is, is so much greater than 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 when i started this journey and 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 his love has always been constant and, mm-hmm. and the fact is that even in this i felt god's presence even in those two years when I said I was doubting the Lord, I have experienced him in those in that time. I remember, and I haven't shared a lot with this, I haven't shared this a lot with people, but I remember right before, you know, the heaviness and the confession that I was in my room one night and I just felt the Lord, like nothing else but the presence of God for, for a, like, I don't even know, I wasn't looking at my clock, but it was a long time where I just felt his presence and his love with me. And I know that even in my doubt, he was loving me because God, God's love does not change. His character does not change. Our love does. We mm-hmm. change. We're constantly changing our minds. But, oh, God, yeah. but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I know that if you're doubting, don't, I would, I would, I would like to encourage you that God has never stopped loving you. God is 
forever for you. It says, if God is for us, who can be against us? God loves you and mm-hmm. he desires a close relationship, closer than a brother. That's what it says in the word that he desires to be our greatest companion. And and, and when I said yes to the Lord, when I said, I want to know the truth and, and, and all that happened, I f- have felt him more pressed than ever in all of the doubts and darkness I feel. I, I have this reassurance that God is with me and that can never be taken away from me. And so my hope is that someone would open their heart to Jesus because he is that person who longs to love you like no one else can. I was, you know, I don't want to keep going, but I can go on. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> God is pretty cool once you get to know him. Uh, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> He's can... not He's not that scary big dictator you thought he was originally. No, but it, it, it's a process to understand who God is. And I'm mm-hmm. still learning who, Brenna is still learning who God is. And she's been a Christian and, and walking with God probably a lot longer than me in, in, in some regard, reading her Bible at least. like. Yeah, actually, since I was like a toddler, I remember that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're constantly learning. Yes. More you never stop. Yeah. Until your very last breath, you're still learning. So don't feel discouraged if you feel like you're not far in your walk either, because it's continuous. Trust me. God's always going to teach you something. You know, it was funny. And my mom, she's she's 60. Mom, you're awesome if you ever <laughs> hear this podcast. But she even said to me the other day, and she's she's believed in God her whole life and has been walking with him. And she was like, it feels like I'm never, I'm never, like, I always have something to learn. Like, she was kind of complaining about it. I'm like, <laughs> and me and my brother, my brother Justin, like, we're in the room. And we're like, well, that's life. You're never, I told her, like, who is ever going to be perfect? Like, and, and it's it's just funny to hear, like, someone 60 still saying, like, I'm still learning, you yeah. know? And my mom is, is very wise, but she's not perfect. So. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. Also, I don't, I'm pretty sure you said them already, like the ones that you came to, you know, in your notes or into your head, but are there like any certain Bible verses that have helped you in your life or even just through your, that time of your life? Yeah. So I have a couple I want to share. Um, first of all, I think that the one thing that entices people in the new age and, and, and that belief system and, and, and anything else that opposes the word is is that um, you you're allowed to to follow your desires wherever mm-hmm. they lead, and it's true you have free will to do that. But the word scripture Jeremiah seventeen nine says the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I just read that the other day. <laughs> the word that's speaking you. That's ironic. <laughs> Sorry, God, what did I do? <laughs> no, confirmation, I oh. believe. That's confirmation. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, someone needs to hear that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so what that says to me, and after so much confusion, like, I remember someone saying, Michelle, like, she sp- spoke the scripture to me, my good friend. And I was like, oh, wow. I believed my heart was the source of knowledge. Like, I, I actually idolized but I thought it was the source of my spirituality, but here it says it's sick. So that says I shouldn't trust my heart. Mm-hmm. Not to say you shouldn't, 
you shouldn't follow your your desires to some extent i mean god gives us desires but i do believe we have to test them and that leads me to my second scripture first john 4 1 through 3 beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god for many false prophets have gone out into the world by this you know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ has come in the flesh is from god and every spirit that does not confess jesus is not from god every or sorry every spirit that does not confess jesus is not from god this is the spirit of the antichrist which you heard was coming and now is in the world already so finally i will share this trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes and i underline that be not wise in your own eyes Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Hallelujah. I can attest to that. <laughs> I have peace now. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love that. Those are really good verses to end with, by the way. So what do you think, Brenna? Is there anything you feel like you want to share? I talked a lot. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Listen, I talk too much, so the fact that you talked more than I did is a blessing. <laughs> True, but the, it's a I, listen, there was one day I went to the coffee shop and I talked Michelle's ears off for three hours straight, like besides my bathroom breaks, which are constant, <laughs> but I talked your ears off for three hours. And guys, I talked a lot, if you don't already know. But it does bless me to, to have Brenna talk, because I, I feel I, I do like to listen um, a lot, but it, it feels good to share too, so I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity. Um, yeah actually can 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 i can we pray yeah you leave it this time okay you go ahead all right um heavenly father god i just thank you so much for your holy spirit i thank you that lord you seal us with your holy spirit says that when we believe in your name jesus we are sealed with the promise of your holy spirit And, and that guarantees us access into your presence access into heaven access into relationship with you God, if there's anyone listening who is doubting their relationship with you, Lord, I pray you would revive them, God. You would encourage them to continue seeking you through scripture, through the, the community of, of, of believers, Lord, people who profess the name of Jesus as Lord, um, who call you friend, who call you father. I pray, Lord, that you would surround them with good counsel, help them to, to know um to discern good from evil god i i have prayed that for for years now i since i've had my eyes open to the new age lord i've prayed for discernment and i do believe lord that there are people seeking discernment so i pray lord you give it to them give them the the wisdom to know good from good from evil god and i pray for anyone who is doubting their faith right now god would you encourage them to continue bringing their questions to you god because you're willing to listen you're always willing to hear us god you are always patient and ready to 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 walk and and talk to us god and so i just pray lord um you would strengthen them encourage them and give them support give them people who feel safe god who who feel um um, mature and, and, and able to, to receive them in such a way where they feel um, like they can trust them with, with the deepest the deepest parts of their heart, God. And if not, God, I pray they would be, at least come to you, Lord. 
Um, and I pray that, Lord, um, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. One more thing, one more thing. All right. For those of you who don't know, Michelle really can write. I like to write a lot. All right. And you do <laughs> photography. You were making your own calendar, which I saw most of it. We just need the one for winter time. And yes. we're almost there. All right. My question for you, my last final question. If people want to find you on social media, if you're comfortable with it, and let's like see your writing or your photography, do you have any socials that you would like to mention? Yeah. So um, I do have um, Instagram. So uh, my Instagram is Michelle Rose. It's M I S H E L L, like Michelle dot R O S E. That's my middle name, Rose. Um, and then I have a Tumblr. Uh, that I post poetry to, and and that's something I don't share a lot, but I, I'm going to offer it to this podcast because I do believe um, if people want to know more of my heart and more of my stuff, those are two places you can connect with me. I would say Instagram is probably like the best to direct message me, but I am private at, at this point, so... Yeah, I might not see it right away. Alrighty. Alright, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. I want to say R because it's mostly her story. So <laughs> I've been so honored to have you on here. And it only took about how many mo- weeks to finally get on here? It took like a month. It, it literally did. <laughs> like, we're like, oh, we should record this day. Oh, we, life got busy. We should record this day. I'm not sure yet. Which, again, God has his time in, so it worked out. Michelle's like, why don't we just do it in person? Because yeah. normally every time I record my podcast, like, you know, it's not with actual people, like, right next to me. It's usually, like, through, you know, the link I send, and then they talk to me, and I talk to them. It's like talking on the phone, but you don't see them. Or most people use Zoom, too. I'm not that techie. Yeah, I do. I love in per- And me and Brent are usually in person together, so it just felt better. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And if you guys like this episode, definitely... Share it with your friends, share it with your fam, post on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, whatever floats your boat. And have a great night, y'all. Bye. Bye.